0: back to squad depth with me theo lloyd hughes happy new year here we are it is nwsl draft week friday night 50 new players 54 new players excuse me for not knowing the exact amount 54 new players will be joining the nwsl via the contentious but existing draft process whereby college players players over the age of 18 declare to come and play in the top American women's soccer league and I had the pleasure this week to preview with one player a special interview talking to Amanda West, the Ford from the University of Pittsburgh, a school who have never ever ever had a player drafted into the NWSL, perhaps 2024 could be the year that record is broken. Amanda the Canadian Um, is a really interesting person, very cool and calm, really nice, cosy conversation talking to her. Yeah, we got into it, and and it was really cool hearing her talk about teammates, talk about football, her skills, her game, and the incredible rise of the University of Pittsburgh under head coach Randy Waldron. They have had an, you know, just extraordinary trajectory that she has been a part of since she joined the school in 2019, getting to the final eight of the NCAA tournament for the first ever time. And finishing the year, ranked 6th in the country. This is a school not known for its football soccer program. So we get into it and and we talk all about kind of what she's looking forward to in the next part of her career. What she's leaving behind. So enjoy it. Enjoy the NOSL Draft. If you're watching it on Friday night, it's going to be a late one. Lots of content on the NOSL Draft as a whole on squaddepth.substack.com. Please come hang out. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Still figuring out exactly what things are going to look like over there heading into the new year, but you want to be a part of it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And without further ado, I'll hand it over back to me and Amanda. See you later. Hi, Amanda. How you doing? First and foremost,
1: good. good. How are you?
0: Good. Where uh, Where am I talking to you from?
1: Um, I'm back home right now. Um, in Burlington, Ontario. So,
0: yeah. A bit of snow.
1: Um, a little bit, but nothing crazy. More rain.
0: More rain. I've heard it's a bit warm up in up in the north north this this winter. Can you Can you confirm this?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, my family has like a kind of like a cottage sort of up north. And usually there's like multiple feet of snow and there's like none. So yeah, it's been warm.
0: Well, I hope it still feels like home and you are getting some, some good time before, you know, what well, I'm sure is gonna be a busy week. Um yeah. I'm talking to you ahead of the end of end of a draft. Yes. Very exciting. Um yeah. I guess I'll just start by saying how you feeling.
1: Um definitely nervous. Uh anxious um can't wait for friday uh because i just you know I, I just want that day to come um but yeah i'm I'm excited as well
0: what do you do in in the build-up um to a, to a draft obviously it's something you've never experienced before in your life but i'm sure you've probably spoken to peers or to randy or to other influencers in your life who can offer you a bit of um advice so Mm -hmm. so give me and and for those fans or or football watchers out there who maybe don't know what it's like give me a little bit of details what it's like building up to the draft hear a lot about the calls you take from prospective teams what do you do with your conditioning what do you do to maybe relax and and, and get away from it all give me kind of give me that story
1: yeah um so pretty much this has kind of been um kind of like the only phase of my life um that I've had up until this point where like I don't know uh what's gonna happen next so I think for me um that's been something that's a little bit stressful but I've had to learn to kind of take this time to relax um spend it with family um kind of just like you know take a deep breath uh because yeah up until this point it's been soccer and school nonstop. um so yeah, I've just been spending a lot of time with my dog, uh, my parents, and then training. Uh, just I need to, you know, obviously stay in shape, uh, keep in touch with the ball. So I've just been doing a lot of that, um, keeping up with my conditioning, and then kind of just just waiting um, until draft day um, and kind of seeing what happens next. Um, it hasn't really it hasn't been that long. Like it feels like I've been in this like weird in-between phase for a while, but realistically it's only been like three weeks a month. So yeah, I've just kind of taken this time to just decompress.
0: What's the name of your dog?
1: Uh his name is Malkin. He's named after um Evgeny Malkin on the penguins. So yeah.
0: <laughs> is that a that the the that's a Pittsburgh thing? excuse Mm -hmm. me for not know i'm like
1: no you're fine yeah no
0: penguins
1: (laughs) yeah my uh my dad and my brother they're very big hockey people um so yeah we named him after him
0: let's take a little detour. talk about that i don't know anything about hockey i don't really know much about canada um pittsburgh sort of near canada yeah so what's that relationship like how did you grow up or, or your dad or your brother you know um supporting a pittsburgh american hockey team and and what you know what's your relationship with the city like maybe prior to you going to university there and and then we can talk about you you're you there as well
1: <laughs> yeah um so yeah my dad played hockey his whole life uh, played professional hockey and then my brother also played hockey his entire life um and so i kind of just grew up uh at the arena a lot of the time watching my brother play um and back home like hockey is like a religion like ever it's just everyone watches it or everyone plays it um so it's it's so popular um and then just by coincidence my my dad's favorite team was the Pittsburgh Penguins um and yeah we got my dog in like 2014 or something and named him after uh Evgeny Malkin and then I ended up at Pitt like five years later. Um, but that was completely a coincidence. Like I I had never been to Pittsburgh uh, prior to coming to Pitt.
0: So Okay. I wasn't sure if maybe that was like a Canadian migration. You just go and hang out in Pittsburgh. That, that was just coincidence. <laughs> yeah. um, two things I want to talk about that. So your dad and, and your brother were both professional or are, are professional sports people.
1: Uh, yeah, like my, my dad played um, a lot of professional hockey, like overseas. Um, and my brother played, well, my dad and my brother both played in the OHL also, which is like, uh, it's like the league that a lot of players get drafted to the NHL from. So, yeah.
0: Do you go to them for advice as athletes, as sports people who've also, you know, you're beginning – you're you're about to begin that part of your life but it is a dedication right it is a lifestyle I was talking to someone the other day who is no longer playing but she was saying that she still introduces herself first and foremost as a soccer player and then everything else in her life comes kind of her identity comes second in a way mm-hmm. so what's it like kind of knowing in your family professional sports people and and how do you yeah share kind of empathize with them and and look for them for advice
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, like, who I am as an athlete is in large part because of my dad um, and everything that he's taught me growing up and just kind of, like, uh, he's the first person that I go to um, with everything sports-related, really, Uh, and he's always, he's always been there to, like, give me advice or give me encouragement, um, kind of, if I'm, in a rut or like feeling, you know, low in my sport, like he's there to pick me up. Um. So yeah, he's. He has definitely been, the like the reason of, like how, I am and like why I am who I am. If that makes sense. Um. So yeah.
0: My second question related to this interesting anecdote about about your family in hockey is, are there aspects of hockey? and your connection with your family that come out in your soccer play like do you think there's things that you have that unique from being the daughter of a hockey player and probably having watched and taken on a lot of hockey in your life from very like the way you said i grew up in the arena what are the things from hockey that maybe you've added to your to your soccer game that most people probably wouldn't you know i've never played hockey never watched hockey really um so yeah, there, or, or maybe the answer is no. Maybe maybe there isn't anything. But do you think there's anything that's kind of snuck in there?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, hockey and soccer are are very different sports, like tactically. Um, but I think across all sports, like I think fundamentally, um, things are the same, and I think every athlete would tell you, like it takes the same qualities uh to make it all the way in basketball that it does in soccer like i'm not talking about like you know your actual skill set but like who you are internally like kind of just like you know drive ambition dedication like it takes all that and i think growing up watching that um you know, watching everything that like, and hearing all the stories of like what my dad did playing and then watching my brother, like how much he would train and, you know, stick handling in the garage and like uh, going to the field to like pull a tire to do tire sprints. Like I watched that and then I, that's how like I would adopt that um, and train on my own as well. So I think it's those kind of details um, that, yeah, it doesn't matter the sport that you're playing um, it's all the same that's what it takes to get to the next level
0: do you have from any sport or from the athletics world do you have a favorite athlete of all time or someone that has been a role model to you maybe someone you don't know but kind of someone that you've been inspired by
1: yeah um honestly for me i would i would say leo messi um big name big name yeah <laughs> <laughs> why why him? I, I, yeah, I think I mean, anyone who plays soccer like just idolizes him or Ronaldo, but um he's, I mean, in my opinion he's the greatest soccer player of all time. Um, and he's just so much fun to watch. Um, and I just yeah, the stuff he does is just insane. So yeah, he's definitely my favorite. <laughs>
0: Is there a, a Messi goal that kind of comes to mind, or a moment, a skill, or a match that you really remember, kind of holding dear?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you like specifically who the, the game was against, but there is, there is one goal where like Messi, Messi receives a ball at, like half, um, and he dribbles like I don't know, five, six, seven defenders, uh, beats the keeper. And scores, and I think that's yeah, that's my favorite Messi goal of all time.
0: Did have you had a chance to try and see him while he's with Miami? He's in the states.
1: No, uh, I haven't seen him with Miami, but I did actually see him uh, when he was with PSG um, this past summer. Um, I went to Paris, and yeah, I got to I got to see him play, but um, the game ended like zero zero. Oh no, actually, they won and Mbappe scored, but yeah.
0: Didn't get to see a messy goal, but still I'm sure yeah. a very great experience. And and yeah. those Paris fans were a lot of fun as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well it was actually uh, it was a, during a time where the PSG fans were very anti messi Um oh. he had just gone to like Saudi Arabia um and he was seen and so everyone was very angry with him. So every time he received the ball, he was booed. But I was cheering.
0: Fascinating experience. I hope you had to hide you didn't have to hide your messy shirt and yeah. pretend to not be a fan. Yeah. Um, that's a great that's a great experience. I'm I'm sure of European football in general. Mm-hmm. Um, back to you though, and and let's let's talk a little bit about Pitt. Um, fantastic career you've had there. Thank you. Both individually, um, but also you you've been a part of a lot of school records, right? Uh, tournament wins. I think you 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 either broke the record or it was the first time you went to the last eight. I think mm-hmm. the program. Uh, yeah. first win over UNC. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah what's it been like kind of give give for someone that doesn't know give them give me a bird's eye view of what this pit squad uh, has managed to accomplish um because it has been breathtaking to see this this team under Randy kind of come out of nowhere and be a real challenger um mm-hmm. finishing the year ranked sixth in the country um yeah. the last the last couple of years yeah you've been you've been banging in a lot of goals
1: Yeah um basically when i first committed to pit um we were like 100 and Eighty something in the RPI might even have been 190 something um, which is very not great especially uh, for an ACC team and um, yeah we we were winless in our conference for years um, and you know consistently finishing under 500 every season which means that you know you lose more games than you win and by the time I finished at Pitt uh, we were ranked sixth in the country and there's like 300 uh, division one schools or um, programs and yeah we made it to the national quarterfinals Um, and I think that yeah that turnaround is truly unbelievable and I fully expect them to continue it next year and like go even further and um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them bring home a championship in the very near future. So, yeah, I think that um, I, there's really no other word for it other than it's just it was special. Like it's just that's very, very hard to do. And to be a part of that was was a dream for sure.
0: Yeah, I think for for fans and alumni, I think the these last few years have, have been very special. Um, I know a couple of them. I, I know Rachel Krieger very well who I'm sure you're familiar with, um, mm-hmm. on, on who does some of the media stuff, you know, just could go and talk for hours about this team right now. I'm sure you can't really say it in a two-minute, one-minute answer, but what has been the secret or why do you think that turnaround was possible?
1: Yeah, um, well, I think there's a handful of things that it takes uh, in order for that to happen. I think first and foremost, you need uh, players who are going to buy in to – we're gonna take this program from where it was, and we're gonna we're gonna turn it around. Um, because you know the coaches came in and they knew that they had they could do it. Um, but you need the players uh to believe in you, and so I think they did an amazing job at recruiting and bringing in girls who were not only talented but knew what kind of a task uh we were up for. And I can't tell you how many times people kind of like, you know, like kind of laugh when you're like, no, yeah, we're not good, but we will be. And they're like, okay, sure. Um, but like all of us truly did believe that and know that, that we were going to be very good uh, very soon. So I think that, you know, that's something. And then um, a big part of it too, is just kind of getting a team that gets along off the field I think the stuff that you do off the field is just as or if not like more important uh, than what happens on the field because you know it's a direct result of if you're all friends and you all get along and you have this good established culture and like you all have each other's backs all that stuff like that then all the stuff on the field is just a byproduct like it it comes easier Um, and I think that they did a very good job of just bringing in incredible people um so yeah
0: can you tell me a little bit about what the things you do off the pitch as a group is that that is so special
1: yeah like um, we just get together a lot like um we'll go to like some girls who are from Pittsburgh like we'll go to their house and the whole team will you know in the summertime like we'll, we'll just all go swimming and have like a pool party at the house or we get together a lot like in our uh facility like in our team lounge um, and we just do like activities kind of just like, um, like we did, uh, like one thing in the summer where it was like, we did like a bake-off or like everyone kind of got to teams and you know,
0: like. kind of the great British bake-off.
1: Yeah, sort of, I guess sort of modeled
0: on that or just, <laughs> yeah. uh, just any old bake-off,
1: just any like, okay. just, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh um, bake-off yeah (laughs) we did that we did like a soccer uh tennis tournament uh and like everyone dresses up with their partner in like a costume that rhymes um and it was just like yeah
0: two things sorry to interrupt you where did you finish in the bake-off and what was your costume
1: so i was a judge for for the bake-off so i didn't have to make anything did
0: you go into character were you paul hollywood or um, mary berry or
1: <laughs> no, no you, are, you are Amanda West. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then for the soccer tennis tournament, uh, a teammate and I, we dressed up as Randy and Landy. Um, so Randy being our coach and then Landy's one of our teammates. Yes,
0: so, yeah. I want to talk about her in a minute.
1: Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did that, and then just like for Canadian Thanksgiving, for example, like we had the whole team um over And like we had a Thanksgiving dinner and it's just little things like that uh, that I think make a world of a difference.
0: All right. Let's focus a little bit more on you.
1: OK. <laughs>
0: For those who aren't familiar with the incredible goal scoring exploits of Amanda West, how would you describe your game and what are you about on the pitch?
1: Um, I I definitely like to like run at players. Uh, 1v1 I think um that's kind of my whole game is like can I get in behind um or can I get like out wide with space to uh drive at you and then um this year uh especially with like you know the kind of year that Landy had with um constantly delivering service I I made it a goal to get better at you know finishing um Inside the box, like uh, finishing off of crosses and stuff. So I kind of tried to add that also to my game this year. So.
0: You—that's interesting. So you kind of feels like maybe you first see yourself as maybe a pressing forward, or someone that makes space, someone that creates, and then the goal scoring is kind of second. That's sort of what I'm hearing.
1: Um, yeah. Like I, w- I, I mean, I think yeah. First and foremost, like every single game, um, it's my job as a forward to try and score um, okay so I would say it's probably the other way around
0: other way around I look yeah. you're very modest though you were like hey look you know I'm there to press <laughs> people I'm there to win duels I'm there to get in behind and then you know I've been working on my goal scoring having yeah. had, had, had had you know a couple of very good years here um do you do you like stats Amanda are you a statty number person
1: um I don't I don't know I I mean i guess um i if you asked me what my stats were though i couldn't that's why i was
0: gonna what i was like do you are you the sort of person that knows your stats off the top of your head yeah no (laughs) good for you i think that's you know that's healthy keep looking forward don't look back yeah (laughs) um what do you think so you've had yeah a couple of really really good seasons i mean a very very good career in general um very consistent but i think this year in particular and and your first year, what I, I think is really cool about you is you have managed to balance your assists with your attack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being you know the leading goal scorer on a team, but also knowing that you can add other other aspects to your game and bring other people in. And and you lost Leah um, in the summer as well, who was you know as a teammate you had in in the Ford uh, department at, at Pitt, and and you've managed to also keep scoring, which I think is really good as well. What do you think has been this season the the thing that you were able to maybe do better than past years or or do you think it was just about being more consistent? Because I think looking at your numbers, I know you don't, but it felt like this year you were a little bit more productive in regards to how many chances you created, even if, you know, I know you've had big seasons where you've scored goals and made assists before, but, you know, I think your numbers this year really jump off in regards to like how many shots you were getting off, how much pressure you were creating. I love the way you talked about duels because, you know, You do have very very good stats in that department as well in regards to create making stuff happen successful attacking actions and stuff like that so yeah what do you think clicked this year um 2023 obviously with the success around you as well
1: um well thanks for saying that because i mean i honestly this year i was like i took a lot of shots and i did did. much but thanks for but saying it's chicken, and,
0: it's chicken and egg right like people i think this is you know we could get go off off topic about football data but you know high xg high shot creation people want that right but then you know i'm sure as a forward you're thinking well my conversion wasn't as good as it wanted to be but if you don't get in the right positions you don't score goals so i think sometimes as as a, as a media person as a journalist you look at that and you go oh well this person's getting in the right positions. you know they fine tune it a little bit and, and the goals will come right
1: mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I think uh, for it for me, like throughout the years, I've grown a lot um, each year as a as a player and um, just become a lot more like, I guess, sophisticated and getting in the right places and like, you know, placing better chances on goal. I think, honestly, my senior year, uh, when I taught my ACL very early on, I felt very much um, like I was coming into form. Like I, I had found my stride um, and then I obviously uh, tore my knee. So that kind of ended. Um, and my goal was to just kind of pick back up where I left off. I wanted to be the same player um, that I was before I got hurt. And I think that that's kind of maybe why I had a, a good year um uh, this last year is just kind of every year I feel like as I've gotten older I've gotten better um and I didn't really get to showcase that my senior year but coming back my fifth year um I think I I I did and I, I truly do think it's just a product of of getting older um and you know being coached uh by Randy and Ben throughout these years they've just And when I look back and watch myself freshman year, I'm amazed at uh, how different of a player I am now compared to
0: And Let's talk a little bit about Landy, um, your teammate out wide, who has collaborated really brilliantly with you, um, watching some of your clips and stuff. I love how often she is the one setting you up um, and vice versa what's she like off the pitch what's she like on the pitch um you're both you know prospective draftees in this draft who a lot of people are talking about um what do people need to know about her and and yeah can you tell us a little bit about what's it been like playing with her
1: yeah she's she's actually one of my my best friends so i mean i could talk about landy for a long time could just
0: do a landy podcast why not
1: (laughs) yeah she is um she's an unbelievable person um i just yeah she came uh and I think it was my sophomore spring uh, she transferred from Dayton Uh, and we didn't we didn't like really know each other that well that first spring but then when we came back that fall our junior fall um, we got very close Um, she's just she's so nice and she's just so like she really cares about the people close to her um that's kind of who she is as a person and then she's also like one of the hardest working people I've ever met like in all fronts of her life like school soccer um just like putting in the work off the field and all that kind of thing she does all the right things um and I just think that everyone got to see it this year um and yeah she just she works she works really hard like I think she's literally always had a a 4.0 and just kind of been like the gold standard that's what we talk about like at Pitt um and I would say that that's Landy
0: you've obviously been fantastic at, at reading her crosses and and making sure you're on the end of it or if she's pressing the ball you know where to be when she's gonna win it and cut it back what can you tell me what it's like kind of break it down for me if you will in 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 a, in a snippet of what you have to do when you see Landy on the ball to make sure the ball goes in the back of the net? What's the trick to to kind of combining with, with Landy Mertz?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think for her, like when, yeah when she wins a ball or she's going down the flank, um, yeah, usually you can expect that she's, she's going to get a cross off. Um, and yeah, if she, she cuts it back towards her left, she's usually aiming for the back post and then, um, know when she like drives towards the end line it's um you know she's trying to clip a ball kind of within the six sort of um and that's kind of it was definitely um it's it's a it's been difficult i think to like learn uh each other's like where service is coming because like i said earlier that was something that i was not good at um previously and this year, I really tried to to work on that and get better at that because yeah, you know, she gets like multiple balls into the box every single game. Um, and so it was kind of it, it was something that was my goal to be able to to um, convert with that.
0: Love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing teammates, you know, who play so well together, kind of talk about those quirks, whether or not where they're going to hit when they when they when they send that pass. That's really interesting before i let you go um let's talk a little bit let's go kind of go back to the beginning talk a little bit about the draft um and kind of friday you'll be in at home watching Mm -hmm. it on the tv Mm -hmm. i take it um do you have any expectation of what friday night is going to look like or um
1: i yeah i don't really um i'm just fingers crossed uh yeah, and I think um we'll we'll see what happens and I'm I'm entering Friday hopeful. Um and yeah.
0: And someone told me, correct me if I'm wrong, Pittsburgh have never had a player taken in, in the end of a cell draft?
1: No, yeah. yeah.
0: So what would that mean to you if if you were the first, second or, or, or you know, I know you and Landy are right there, so I don't want to say necessarily just the first, but in the first ever draft class mm-hmm. of of Pitt
1: players. Yeah, um, I mean, that would be very special um, and kind of just, you know, I think throughout my time here at Pitt, there was a lot of firsts, like every single season uh, was a record-breaking season. Uh, and every single season we did multiple things that had never been done uh in the program so i think it's um it's fitting i guess uh and it would be you know obviously an honor uh for that to happen but yeah i think like i said before i would not be surprised to see the team you know bring home a championship and all the records are going to they're going to be broken and they're going to continue um what what happened while I was there. So I just it will be an honor, but it's gonna get broken.
0: <laughs> Love it. Records will keep being broken. You're a record breaker yourself. And the good thing is the American professional uh soccer season ends, you know, in October, November. So mm-hmm. should Pitt get to a college cup or something, you I'll should be, be able there. to go and <laughs> you should be able to be there in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um being as big a fan as you were a player. Final thing before I let you go, Amanda, thanks so much for your time. Um if you'll indulge me, I want you to close your eyes for about ten seconds and just think think about um, football, soccer, okay. and just and just go. The first thing that comes into your head, just go to a place when you think about soccer, and okay. I'll tell you. Open, open my eyes, and then you'll tell me where you go. All right, you can open your eyes and. Uh, okay where did you go
1: um well i went to a grass field um in a stadium i don't know the location but that's where it was and it was sunny and it was warm um and yeah i had the ball and i was running with the ball
0: love it so sort of this ethereal field nowhere in particular but maybe we're in the north 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 america or not necessarily it was warm maybe not in north north america yeah (laughs) Um, well, look, thank you for talking about your soccer journey and kind of giving us a little taster ahead of the NSL draft on Friday. Mm-hmm. I will be looking very much forward to your name coming up. Or if it doesn't, that's also part of your journey. And I wish you all the best. And yeah, thanks so much for hanging out.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it.